0: You're listening to BXB, the brand-new Yankees podcast from Odyssey. It's available on all your platforms. Go ahead, subscribe, follow, review, all that jazz. Uh, we're coming to you twice a week, the rest of the way, during this season and postseason, and uh, obviously during the offseason as well because there's always news, but we hope that's farther down the road. Uh, again, subscribe, review, follow, all that on all your favorite podcast platforms. It's BXB brought to you by Odyssey, with Sweeney Murty, and Keith McPherson. Our guest on this episode is Randy Wilkins. He is the director of The Captain, which we all watched and loved on ESPN this summer. It's streaming on ESPN+. Plus. As we get ready for the Rays series, uh, Friday night is Derek Jeter Appreciation Night, I guess is the best way to put it, Hall of Fame night. Because of COVID and the delays and all that stuff and the ceremony, the uh, night to honor Jeter was pushed onto this year's schedule. And Friday night, that's when it happens um, you know, Randy, let me just start with you on this one and Keith, uh, uh, you know, you can follow as you, as you got through the summer and you saw how the captain was received, um, you know, what was like, how did that feel to you?
1: Oh, it's incredible. I mean, I knew we had something great on our hands pretty early on. I think Sweeney, you and I had talked about that, uh, in the past. Um, but yeah, it was, it was remarkable. I mean, I, I, it was overwhelming. I mean, there are a lot of like positives and superlatives that can be attached to this experience. Um, I think one of the biggest things and something that I didn't really anticipate because I was obviously so involved in the day to day of putting the project together is uh, the emotional impact that it had on people. Yeah. Uh, the memories that it brought up. Uh, there are people that are in the film that have passed away that their family members or friends reached out to me and said how much it meant to them. Um, there's a funny moment. Uh, in the first episode when George Steinbrenner comes back and there's a little girl, uh, the baby, uh, yeah. that looks at Steinbrenner a little funny. That woman like reached out and said, you know, that's me and this is crazy. And um, I think just the emotional resonance beyond just like what they were seeing on the screen meant a lot to me. Um, yeah, it was overwhelming. I mean, there were fans from other teams that enjoyed it. People that don't watch baseball or not particularly sports fans that were really into it. And we had them hooked. Uh, So it's a great compliment to our work and the amount of uh, dedication we put to telling the best story possible. Keith, um, you know,
0: for me, this is reliving my adulthood. For you, this is reliving your childhood. What was it like?
2: Yeah, uh, I think uh, when I went to the screening at Yankee Stadium, I, I sent Sweeney some pictures. I was just so pumped in there and people were in there crying in the first like, the first the opening, it's, it's emotional um, talking about how Jeter grew up and racism and what he experienced and how his parents raised him. There were people legit in there tearing up. And then as the story gets told, you could see the joy that people had. And I had that, too, because it it takes you back. It was, it's a legit time machine uh, and it retells the story. And for me. I was a little kid, so there were things that I learned in the doc. There were things that I didn't know or didn't remember or, or couldn't know because when you're a kid, your your brain just can't take in certain things. You don't know certain things. Yeah. I, I loved it. I loved the screening. Um, I loved actually watching it all play out. I think they started it around like All Star, and uh, you know, it, it. I knew it was going to be great. I was hyping Randy up. Um, from from the first time that I saw that this was a thing on Twitter because we all saw the last dance during quarantine with uh, yeah. MJ and the Bulls. And then as soon as Yankees fans heard that we were going to get something retelling the story of Jeter and his five championships and his career and his legacy, uh, I was all over it. So it was – I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how it was going to be done, but it was so well done. I loved all the interviews, all of the people that they had – Um, And I loved how we got to see Derek Jeter. You you don't ever really get to see Jeter like that. And now he's been on, you know, this whole tour and it uh, is coming to Yankee Stadium tonight. I'm sure it's going to be packed and uh, you'll hear the Derek Jeter chants. And man, I really just hope that that energy goes to the team. It doesn't always. If you remember. Oh, remember the
0: night that he got his number retired, man. They (laughs) They got got smoked.
2: smoked The the Astros came here and right away that game was over. I think Tanaka (laughs) pitched. it was done. And I'm like, how do you guys watch yeah. this and not feel something? Last year when when they had his uh, Hall of Fame ceremony on the big screen, like they showed it on the big screen and they yeah. showed the Yankees on the field watching it. all On it. the like, field watching it, yeah. How does that not get you fired up and ready to play? Then they go out and lose. So I don't you know. You know what's funny about the number? Of
0: reti- the number of retirement was five years ago in 2017, right? And I think it was part of a doubleheader because the game got rained out the day before. And Jeter has the whole ceremony, and they made him available to us in the interview room after. So, uh, so it's in the first inning of the game. So we all go down and we talk to Jeter, and I come back upstairs. It's like eight nothing or something already. It's like (laughs) what happened. Like, they smashed Tanaka in the first inning.
2: You know what it made me think about? Because I always look at Jeter and Kobe in, like, the same light, like, similar guys. It made me think about when Kobe came back and they retired his two jerseys and the Lakers... We're losing, and you just see Kobe pick up his daughters and his wife, and they're, they're on the sideline exiting before the game is close to being over. Like Kobe's like, I'm out of here. I got better things
0: to do. <laughs> I got a real, I got an important question for you. I don't think I asked you the last time we talked about this. Um, you know, and it's probably more relevant now that it's been viewed and it's been over. Um, did Derek like it? And was it important for you if, that he did like it?
1: Uh, he loved it. I didn't know how he truly, truly felt until it was over, um, but yeah, he loved it. And I think the biggest compliment he gave me was thanking me for protecting his story. So I think if you know Derek, you know how much that means to him. Like that—that that holds a lot of weight. Um, and yeah, of course. I mean, you—you, you, of course, you want him to to enjoy it. I mean, you, you know that he's involved, so obviously, you know, there's a vulnerability there, but. For him to genuinely enjoy watching it, uh, I think is something that is also like a, a pretty high compliment, especially for someone like Derek, who I don't think just hands out compliments. Like he doesn't yeah. strike me as a guy that um, will just start dropping all these compliments on people just because I think he's incredibly focused, as you can tell from the film. So I think that's his natural instinct. So to kind of step outside of that, it was greatly appreciated what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: The things that he opened up about personally, like about his wife and his children, those are things that we haven't heard before. Did you have to pull that from him? Was he open to talking about it or did you have to kind of reach for that?
1: Oh, no, he was He was open. When I The first time we actually met in person was back in 2021 at a Marlins game. I went down to Miami and... Uh, We watched the game. Actually, there's a funny story with Floyd Mayweather uh, that night. But, uh, yeah, he told me right away. I mean, we we started actually talking about the film while we were watching the game. And he had briefly mentioned what happened with Hannah. Um, And he was already telling me parts of the story. Uh, You know, the big thing was, well, would Hannah be comfortable talking about it? Um, And obviously, she got to the point where she was. And she was incredible. And I think she's one of the stars of the show. Um, but Derek was ready to talk about it right from jump. I think that he understood the importance of sharing that story for other people. You know, it's not, unfortunately, it's not uh, an experience that is just specific to Hannah. There's a lot of women and a lot of families that go through what she did. Um, And I think, you know, it was incredible, incredibly strong of both of them to share it because I think part of the reason was to let others know, you know, what, what they went through so that they can have a connection and feel like they're that others aren't alone. And especially with everything that was happening with the Supreme Court and decisions with Roe versus Wade and all that, I think it had a higher importance, especially to the women that watched the series.
0: Yeah, very much so. And Keith, I think it's funny, like the generations, like, you know, we're talking like we're of two different parts of our lives watching him. And like, I've got my kids interested in watching this and they were, you know, they were just barely born when Derek's career was over. So, um, it's, it's funny how it's touching all kinds of different things. And the things that you're talking about, like things that you didn't know, because it was just a different time in your life. Now you can appreciate those kinds of things.
2: Yeah. And, and being on Yankees Twitter, um, you know, I'm 34. So like 96, I think I was in a second or third grade, And like that's when I started getting into baseball, started getting into sports in general. But being on Yankees Twitter with some of these younger kids that are 10, 15, um, even 20 years younger than me, they have not they don't know any of this. They know of it. But like it was really educational for a lot of these young kids. And I feel like I could tell in between, like as people were watching this, young people were watching this and then looking at this Yankees team. They're even with some jealousy. These kids are like, "Man, I didn't see any championships. I didn't live through any of this. I missed this whole dynasty." Like, "Hey, blame your parents." Oh, uh, like, man.
0: There's some <laughs> there's some there's some poor 12-year-old Yankee fan out there saying, "I've never seen my team win a World Series." Uh, <laughs> How crazy
1: is that. It's interesting. Uh, it's interesting you you bring that up because uh in a lot of corners of Yankees Twitter there's an angst, you know,
0: <laughs> in every corner
1: Yeah. And, uh, I get it to a certain degree, but then I have to remind myself that a lot of people on Yankees Twitter did not experience the dynasty. So they're they're the generation after, and that's something that feels like a relic. Like it's, it's a myth, you know, and they obviously want their own dynasty. So that could be a part of their life experience and it hasn't happened yet. And they've kind of gotten the frustrating part of the, (laughs) of the Yankees run. Um, (laughs) So watching or watching others watch the doc, you know, I think it was interesting in that sense that you know they're they're trying to connect to this thing that was a, a myth to them or like a legend. But then as soon as, as Keith said, they go back to their current team, it's not connecting. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was interesting far, to watch. Far that.
2: from it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> far far from it, man. When you when you listen to Derek Jeter and even guys like Bernie and Mariano, you know, when they just talk about how focus they were on winning that was it they were competitive and they wanted to win in their approach and how they even even going back in the doc right showing donnie baseball and the impact that he had right mlb network had a doc on donnie baseball that i watched and i missed donnie baseball i i wasn't old enough to to remember seeing him play at all and i felt some of that angst that these kids have but i felt that angst as far as wishing i could root for a player like that watch a a guy that was that clutch watch a guy that came out there and played first base like that every day, but it wasn't a championship thing. I got to see championships. That's what got me into baseball. That's that's what got me thinking the Yankees were going to just run the table every year. It's so, different both now. Of,
0: listen, so both of you guys as Yankee fans like love the championship era at different times in your life, but I got, listen, I've said this plenty of times. I don't know if it's, if I can say it enough. Okay. I think every Yankee fan is making a big mistake if they think the next World Series championship, whatever it is, is followed by two or three more. Dynasties don't happen all the time. And the way the game is built right now, repeating is, is really hard to do one time. If people, th- if there are Yankee fans out there, I don't know if you two are among them, if you think the next dynasty is happening, I think you're both mistaken. You have to find a championship and then just you know kind of let that happen. The dynasty is really hard to do with this sport these days.
1: Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think about dynasties. I even when I mean I, I was in high school in '96, so like even when they were winning in '98, '99. I think when it got to 2000, it was like okay, we're gonna win. But like, yeah. I think even with '98 because we had '97 and it was like this. This is terrible, and you right. know, yep. I don't. I don't think people assume that there was a dynasty in the making even in the moment until they won a couple. So, I think right now it's just win one. Like, please yeah. just win one. Like, get another one, please. <laughs> you know, like, just
2: get to the World Series. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> right? And, and this is harder. Listen, and, and the guy, there are two people who are going to drive this. And uh, I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, There are two people who are really going to drive this home, and I think it's important for them to have a big month. I want to remind you that you're listening to BXB. It's the brand-new Yankees podcast from Odyssey. It's available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you uh, subscribe, follow, review, all that fun stuff. Uh, Keith McPherson, Sweeney Murdy. We are the hosts. We're coming to you twice a week uh, during the rest of the season and postseason. And our special guest this week is Randy Wilkins, uh, the director of The Captain. And obviously with Derek Jeter uh, night happening Friday night uh, before the opener of the Rays series, a wonderful time to talk to Randy about that, about Derek, and about his beloved New York Yankees because he is a fan.